Hi, and welcome to the Projected Opinions Podcast, the best movie podcast in under 20 minutes. My name is Matt Noble. And I'm Nathan Payne. And today, we're going to be recording our reactions to the Oscars, because obviously, that's what everyone cares about this week. Yeah. Probably not. We know that most of America actually didn't watch the Oscars. It was one of the least watched Oscar uh, award ceremonies in uh, recent memory. Uh, That being said... Uh, we're going to go ahead and we're going to cover some of the things anyhow. We know that a lot of you probably haven't seen many of the movies that either were nominated or won. And don't worry, you're not alone. In we fact, haven't either. <laughs> we haven't either. Um, we've just been really, really busy recently. And the only time that we're able to see the movies uh, was the, uh, the two-week, or the only chance we had was the two-week span that our local Cinemark was showing uh, the Best Picture nominees. And then they were gone and... It was too late. So uh, here we are in the same boat that many of you are. That being said, we do want to cover a few of the more interesting or important to us uh, nominees and awards. So let's get started with Best Cinematography. So as many of you know, I am a DP. Um, and that's, that's what my... What does that stand for? Director of Photography. So I, I focus on cinematography and my, is my craft. Uh, and so this is a special uh, Oscar for me. Yeah, okay. So if you don't know, there's a man by the name of Roger Deakins who has been, since the early 90s, a staple of filmmaking. I thought you were going to say since the dawn of time. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's an older fellow, um, hails from England, um, and he's largely considered the best working DP by DPs. So this man is, has come by his title by people that actually know what they're doing. And the Academy has seen fit to nominate him many, many times. 13. 14, actually. Well, this is his 14th. This is his 14th. But this year is special because this year he didn't get to say 14 nominations. He finally now gets to say Oscar winner Roger Deakins. So, for those of us that have followed him for a bit now and are fans, we we finally got what we wanted. Um, Let me so. just uh, go over a few of the movies that some of our listeners may have seen Roger's Deacon, uh, Roger Deacon's work in. Um, man, I'm, I'm going back to the Go all the, the way 80s. back to Shawshank, man. Okay. Yeah, I think that's where it starts getting crazy good here. Okay. Uh, Shawshank Redemption. Um, Fargo, uh, The Big Lebowski, uh, let's see, Oh Brother Where Art Thou, uh, A Beautiful Mind, Intolerable Cruelty, The Lady Killers, The Village, I actually didn't know he did The Village, uh, Jarhead, uh, No Country for Old Men, In the Valley of Elah, The Assassination of Jesse, uh, Jesse James, uh, Doubt, which I actually have right here on my uh, my cabinet. Uh, a Serious Man, if you haven't been able to tell, he likes working with the Coen brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, a True Grit, also by the Coen brothers. Rango, In Time, which uh, stars Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Uh, Skyfall, the James Bond film. Prisoners, Unbroken, Sicario, Hail Caesar, and most recently, Blade Runner, for which he won. So... Most cinematographers would be happy to work on any one 
of those mm-hmm. single movies would be considered a capstone project for a lot of careers. And this man has been working on them for 40 years now? Yeah. And he, like, is, he is 68 years old. So his career has been basically marked by large, excellent movies. These are not just movies that, you know, happen. They're actually good movies and that he gets to do yeah. his work for. They're artistic and expertly crafted pieces of cinema, uh, cinema. So his work is been long hailed as a near perfect uh, in the industry and uh, clearly been nominated many, many times for, for that work. But it's, uh, it's always good to see someone who does a great job and uh, has been recognized but not quite been given the, the award for best. Uh, and just like everyone was so excited for Leonardo DiCaprio, I think people who are actual uh, cinephiles will be really, really excited about this one specifically just because it's been so long awaited for mostly by his fans because he has said many times that he's not in it for the recognition. He just loves doing it. And I'm, yeah, I mean, if you're in, in this industry for the right reason, that's exactly the mindset you should have. And I opened my, my, my social medias that night and the next day, and it was just flooded with companies and people just being like, about time. Mm-hmm. So very excited to see that one. Yeah, so that's Best Cinematography. Let's move on to uh, Best Music. So this is a category of... Um, Importance to people that watch the Oscars and place bets on winners. (laughs) So for those of you that don't know, Best Music is has recently the best track record for predicting Best Picture. Um, I believe 14 out of the past uh, 15 years, it's gotten the Best Picture correct. It's basically the the person who wins. Right. So, that being said, we were very interested to see if that would hold up again this year. So, Alexander Desplat uh, won, French composer, won for Shape of Water this year against John Williams and... Uh, Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. Johnny Greenwood and uh, Carter Burwell were the other ones for Phantom Thread and Three Billboards. Right. Um, and I haven't heard the Phantom Thread or the Three Billboards soundtrack Um but this is this is a fairly stacked category. Like all of these names have been around and have produced a solidly good work. Um, so congratulations to Alexander for that. And uh, shall we spoil Best Picture? Or are we uh, are we gonna save that I for mean, later? Everyone knows that's fair. So music got it right again this year, yeah. um, which is interesting because I guess we can the perfect segue to talk about Best Director, which normally has the opposite problem. Normally, if you win Best Director, you're not going to win Best Picture. Correct. Um, So Guillermo won Best Director this year Um, and Best Picture. So he he followed through with one uh, prediction and not the other. Uh, But shall we shall we talk a little bit about Best Directors for a second? Yeah, just for a second. uh, Right after that, let's talk about uh, maybe uh, Best Original Screenplay. I actually want to talk about that. Fair enough. So, Best Director, go. So, Best Director went to uh, Mr. Del Toro this year. Has he won before? I don't remember. Not for Director. Not for Director. So, this would be his first nod for Best Director for Shape of Water. Um, 
and he was running against two notable uh, nominees, um, Jordan Peele, first-time nominee for Get Out, and Greta Gerwig, first-time nominee, and um, also the only woman nominated in the category this year for Lady Bird. Uh, and personally, I was actually figuring one of those two would win, um, just based on the climate in Hollywood these days for recognizing people that normally aren't aren't mm-hmm. recognized. Um, and full disclosure, haven't seen Shape of Water, so I can't necessarily comment on the job that Guillermo did. But I will say that it was a little bit unexpected for me, at least. I don't know what simply did you think? because he won. Uh, oh, simply because of the. The style, you mean? I don't know. I mean, I I was just trying to predict the political climate more than anything. Yeah. Um, it's it's always hard to predict how the academy will will pick winners because it's it seems like they they pick for different reasons every year. Yeah, um, I, I think this year it was cr- like unique craftsmanship, uh, and and Shape of Water is just a super unique out there. Not not to say that. Something like Lady Bird isn't unique. I think Lady Bird is is a difficult movie to sell in Hollywood these days. Um, a coming of age story of a young girl and about the quotidian aspects of living in America and trying to become someone unique and special, whoever that is. True, being true to yourself. I think that that's a little bit more standard uh, fare than a. Horror love story between a monster and someone who is uh, deaf or mute. Rather. Yeah, I mean it's it's certainly probably the highest concept film yeah. that was there this year. And, and 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 frankly, like Get Out was also very unique. I don't think we've seen anything like that ever. I certainly haven't. And um, and, and so I think there are some really unique ideas, but I think Shape of Water stands out as the most. Um, not only unique, but also difficult to create because he's creating an entire world. It's a, a period piece. Uh, it's a fantasy piece. It's a horror piece. Uh, so all the sets were were hand built, and everything was made specifically for this picture. And I think more importantly, those are all difficult elements to master, and then of themselves, let alone combining mm-hmm. that many elements into yeah, one piece yeah. and having it be a coherent work. Yeah. So I, I think that's probably why uh, Del Toro came away with this year. All right, so screenwriting, original screenplay. I want to talk about original screenplay because that's a that's the award that Jordan Peele, um, the writer of Get Out, who is also uh, the director of Get Out, and uh, one of the producers. He uh, he uh, came away with best original screenplay uh, over The Shape of Water, which it's funny because we just talked about how high concept it is, and then uh, Get Out ended up beating. Shipwater and Best Original Screenplay. I, I think Get Out has so many wonderful layers. Not that these other movies don't. Um, they're incredibly... I, three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri has incredible dialogue. It almost felt uh, Coen Brothers-esque or like at some moments, I, like Aaron Sorkin, just the dialogue was just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Uh, and then really, really went to some dark, deep places. And yet uh, Get Out came out with uh, the best um, screenplay award, and I and I think that's deserved and earned. Uh, yeah, these are all really 
good pieces and very original. The Big Sick is in there, Lady Bird. These are all just really unique pieces. Um, and I think Get Out is just incredible. Th- very watchable again and again and again. I think what Jordan really was able to do here was break into a very difficult industry. Writing and directing is and producing. Mm-hmm. He did all three. Is very difficult in the current setup in Hollywood, especially with a new idea. Yeah. And it's his first time. His first time doing it, and to to come this far with a film to get this much uh, watchability out of something, and to have a story that's as complex as Get Out is very well deserving of an award. So, I also want to just point out though that Lady Bird uh, was the exact same story that was written and directed by a first time director, um, and and Greta Gerwig is. Our age, like she's yeah. a young woman. She's been around the in the indie industry for a bit now. Yes. So there's well, actually, she's got some work. So yeah. she's done it before, but she's never been inside of Hollywood before right. until now. Right. So there's a lot of new talent to Hollywood specifically coming out in this in this Oscars. So yeah. So I thought it was exciting. The best original screenplay going to something uh, that I thought was really unique and a lot of fun to watch. And I think culturally very apropos, like very timely and told a story that needed to be told in a fun, interesting way, uh, creative and poignant. And uh, again, the, re- the rewatchability of that movie is surprisingly high uh, for being a horror movie. Um, or, or maybe that's because uh, it's because it's a horror movie. It's, it's exciting to watch all the same like tropes. Uh, that you would see in a classic horror movie come to fruition in this uh, um, commentary on on society. Fair enough. Um, So do we really quickly want to cover actors and actresses? Gosh, yeah. Let's go ahead and do uh, Best Supporting uh, real, real quick. So Best Supporting was uh, Frances, what's her her last name? Uh, No, that's for Best Actress. Uh, Best Supporting was Alison Janney for I, Tanya. Alison Janney, yes, that's Uh, right. She... uh, was incredible as the mother of Tanya Harding, and uh, it was her her performance was brutal, <laughs> and uh, as one of the worst mothers in all of cinematic history, and um, I remember watching it with my wife and walking out, and she uh, she was just remarking about how the the hardest one of the hardest scenes in that film, and this is not really a spoiler. Uh, but one of the hardest scenes in that film to watch was the interaction between those two characters uh, right towards the end. And um, it, it was just emotionally deep and, uh, and also uh, hard to, to watch just because of, you know, how, how much this relationship means to, the, to Tanya Harding. And her mother is there basically crushing her each and every time she comes back to her. Yeah. So just really... Really intense, uh, well earned, uh, and then Sam Rockwell for best supporting actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was also another intense uh, performance in Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Uh, also went really dark places. A lot of people argue that his character was, man, flip floppy. Um, kind of turned the corner a little too early, uh, and for not enough good reasons. Um, I go back and forth on that. I I, I really do think his character was was pretty well written and that his performance made it actually sold it i think Mm -hmm. without sam rockwell that 
may not be a character that gets uh, best supporting. Yeah, and I'm I'm happy for him because a lot of times he ends up in roles that are a bit strange. Um, in fact, I think the public's like the largest role that a lot of people have seen him in is actually Iron Man Two. That's probably true. Which is not a great movie for actors or for story in general, <laughs> or, um, or anything, <laughs> or or anything really. So it's it's going to be strange for some people who've never really followed his career to see this, but he's actually a very capable he's actor, very and good. he's very capable of dramatic and serious and emotionally present roles quick quick plug uh if you've never seen the movie moon it's a small indie film that's out there it stars sam rockwell uh and he is alone on the moon and it's uh, a small science fiction bit very 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 good and incredible performance there so uh it just shows what he's capable of anyhow best actress best actor kind of spoiled it a little bit with yeah. uh, francis mcdormand for best actress uh, out of three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri, and then Gary Oldman for his performance as Winston Churchill in Darkest Hour. So I know that you didn't think that that was a his best performance uh, for certain, um, and I I was more okay with it than you were. But did you did you have a favorite, or did you expect somebody else to get that? I know that a lot of us were kind of hoping that Daniel Kaluuya would. Would, uh, yeah, I mean that would that would have been my hope uh, for his performance in Get Out. I thought Timothy uh, Chalamet was most likely to get it, or Daniel Day Lewis, um, especially since uh, Daniel Day Lewis has said that this is one of his last films, if not mm-hmm. his last film. He's going to try to retire, but uh, Gary Oldman did an excellent job at creating a character. I just don't think that was Winston Churchill. Um, but right. then I recently saw an interview with uh, Joe Wright, the director, who said he wasn't trying to make it about Winston Churchill. He was trying to create a fictional character that was like Winston, memory of Winston. And I was like, well, if that's the case, then... I guess if that's the case, then he he got there. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So. Uh, Real quick, best picture. Best picture, Shape of Water. (laughs) Haven't seen it. Um, (laughs) Have seen mostly good things. Um... But a little birdie has told me that, Matt, you might be coming back to the Shape of Water topic in the future of the podcast. Yeah, I hope to. So. We'll, we'll see. Next week uh, or the week after, I hope to have a special uh, episode of, of Projected Opinions about that. But So, quick shout out for y'all that you might be on the lookout for that. But, yes, Shape of Water pulled through with a Best Picture winner. So... I guess this is a small disclaimer for me, personally. This was one of those Oscars that was kind of weird. Um, like I said earlier, the, the only category that I largely, largely cared about was Best Cinematography because I had a horse in the race, if you will. Um, I had a favorite winner. Um, and as I was looking at the at the nominee list when it came out, I, I never really felt that there was any one that I could pick that was really mm-hmm. miles better than anything else. Yeah. They're, none they of them are bad solid. movies. They're yeah. all solid movies, but I didn't feel that there was any one masterpiece that mm. could completely beat the competition without without any real second guessing there. I, um, I was a little sad not to see um, Blade Runner 2049. I, I just thought, even though I didn't love every part of that movie, I thought it was incredible work. I, I, I just thought it was beautiful, uh, and the story actually was more compelling for me than the original 
um, which is hard to do. And I, I just thought the acting, the cinematography, the writing, the directing, the visual effects, all of it was incredible and top-notch and was a little bit surprised that that didn't add up to a, a nod. Yeah, and I will say that as far as deep philosophical meanings behind movies, mm-hmm. I think the Blade Runner movies, the two of them, have most movies beat by a fair mile yeah. as far as truly the questions yeah. they are yeah. asking yeah. about humanity. So as a, as a sci-fi nerd and as somebody who thinks that deeply about movies, I would agree with you there. Um, but yeah, it's they're all strong movies, but none of them really pulled ahead in my brain. So I, I can't really say that I agree or disagree with with any of the of the picks there but yeah well there you have it our uh not so brief brief breakdown of our opinions on just a few of the awards and uh we look forward to bringing you another episode of the projected opinions podcast next week uh it might be a special on the shape of water i don't know yet we'll find out uh but thanks so much for listening we'll see you next time